Humans are destroying the planet, which is very cool if you think about it. What's the biggest thing you've ever touched? A boat? Maybe a really big rock? Wrong, idiot. Look down at your disgusting feet. It's the planet. 48 minutes of dogs barking. 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 Growl. Growl. 48 minutes of dogs barking. 48 minutes of dogs barking. I'm a little newsy from the 20s, and I sleep in a converted pig trough, and I just want to say my penis hurt. My penis hurt. A hurt real bad. A hurt real bad from the syphilis and the silverfish that live inside my urethra. This is new, my new character. Penis hood newsy. Hey there, hey there. Is that, is this like a Justin Roiland audition tape? You're trying to sneak it in I there. No, hey, um, so you you know that uh, you can buy weed now. Yeah, not just from a guy that makes you watch him play Grand Theft Auto first. You can go watch you watch to, you two seasons of Rick and really Morty with him. Yeah, place with, yeah. with fancy lights, and uh, you can go legally buy weed from the dispensary here in Missouri. Yeah, welcome which, to Missouri, uh, y'all. All over Missouri. <laughs> I, I think uh, I, I've seen some different numbers, but I think Missourians spent anywhere between ten and thirteen million dollars this weekend on the this sticky, weekend icky. alone. And oh God, man, did you um? I know you got the car situation. You do any yeah. driving this weekend? I did not do any driving. I this did weekend. very little driving this weekend. Yeah, this previous weekend, uh, the first weekend of legalization. Wish I had stayed inside. Really? Uh, it was. Uh, it was like, oh y'all, uh, y'all never done this. Y'all never <laughs> y'all amateur never... hour. Yeah, yeah. It's... It was. It was. <laughs> I mean, to go visit a friend over on the south. Side. I mean, I live in the south side, but like mm. it was over, like you know. By heavy anchor, right? And like just going over there, which is a very straight shot for me, was just like every stoplight, every stop sign was just like, all right, what's going to happen now? And both ways there. And then Sunday, me and my girlfriend went to pick up sandwiches from a gramophone for dinner. Ooh, nice sandwiches. Oh, it was her first time having it. She lost her goddamn mind. Yeah, good I mean, I, I mean, I've ate there a lot, and I lose my goddamn mind yeah, when I still eat there. Yeah. And uh, just like that little part of Manchester was just absolutely insane. Like driving oh, yeah. there, and I was like, you know. St. Louis people don't know how to drive for Generally the most part, speaking, but yeah, it's that's... like you add in like the the aggression, the anxiety <laughs> of of like having your first two point five mg gummy, Whew, you yeah, know, the soccer mom gummy. Well, especially if you do like I did the first time I had one, and you take it, you think, oh, this isn't hitting, and you take a second one. <laughs> See, <laughs> and then you get what I what I like to uh, confidently call aggressively high. <laughs> oh, where it's just like where you like lay down uh, and you think like an hour has passed and you check your yeah. check your watch and it's been two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 what I call being aggressively high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This was just people not being able to drive. Like just I mean, people in St. Louis already run red lights and Yeah, there's and, a lot of that. Yeah. You know, but it was like very much like, oh, this is this was the the most unsafe way you could have been <laughs> Like, there's a four-way stop. It's right. the middle of the night. Like, you wait until the other cars got close before you made your left. Oh, yeah. For like, sure. <laughs> just, no question. Yeah. It's just, uh, uh, holy shit. So, uh, 
Yeah, legal weed. It was legal like, weed. It was, in one weekend, you made me almost think, St. Louis, that it was a bad idea to right. legalize just, it. Just, just for a sec, yeah. Just for, I was like, oh, this is this sucks. Like, I had that thought of like, oh, you yeah, know, that's interesting. I, I didn't realize. I didn't realize. Because I'm not a weed guy. Um, I say as I, I sip a schlafly, thank you. Uh, but... Uh, you know, I'm not a I'm not a weed guy, but I know a lot of people who are. I got a series of texts from a friend of mine from college who I haven't seen since I don't know, maybe last sometime last year. Yeah. And he, he sent me this wall of texts about you gotta go here, here's the discounts, this and says and I'm thinking like this can't this is this is so and so, right? And I so I I texted back, I was like, Oh, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know the legalization thing had, had cleared that last hurdle i didn't know they were giving up and then he goes oh i thought you were my uh, my like landlord because <laughs> appara- appara- apparently i share the same name with his landlord and his phone so he wasn't sure which uh, one he was like, uh, addressing God, must have a cool <laughs> landlord it must be the best landlord. must be a really nice guy either that or he's a real monster it's 50 50 yeah so i still think it might be cheaper tax wise is just even like just drive over to collinsville Right, because they got to send over there, and you got other places that that have been doing this a while, and all. But that. I mean, like even on the way here, I think I passed like three or four dispensaries. Which oh is yeah, fucking bizarre to think of. Because I remember when I was in Portland in like mm. 2016, I was like, why? Why are all these buildings with like green cross, you know, equal distance crosses? <laughs> and yeah. my brother's like, oh, those are weed dispensaries. I'm like, that's fucking wild. Yeah, yeah. And, like we went to a couple, and we're like, oh, this is neat. And then like you know. Be- in Denver a couple times and yeah go to these places like there was this one that my friends like to go to that was like going to like a Warby Parker eyeglasses store but it was for weed like it was very the Apple store of weed. yeah it yeah. sucked and like their <laughs> like their selection was really small their prices were okay but then like one time we were in Denver and we went to this place that looked like the sort of comic book sh- store where like nothing nothing's barcoded it's just oh, got no. like a little little sticker Oh yeah, like I know just those. really like lo-fi, like yeah. like the thinnest carpet <laughs> kind of thing. Like everything's it's, behind like glass yeah. cases. The, and it, the former pawn shop sp- spaces. That yeah, you, yeah, kind of like that. And like that place was great. Sure. <laughs> like I had a great time there. Some lady brought her dog in. Everyone was like, "Oh man, look at the dog!" Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, we're all here to get high too. Isn't this great?" <laughs> What a what a world we live in. I saw a dog and I bought some legal weed and now I'm going to go back to the Airbnb and or a lot of uh, Indian food and uh, and, and I have a time. That's what I would say. I'm just going to have a good Indian time. Food. Uh, welcome to the show, by the way. My name is Jason. This is Brian. It's 48 minutes of dogs barking. We're hanging out talking about weed and Indian food. And what else could you want in a in a a, a podcast but that? I don't know, man. I can go. I can go for some Indian. You know what? It's down the road. You want to? You want to? <laughs> why, why? Fuck this. Let's go get some Indian food. <laughs> that's, that's good. It's a great place called Himalayan Yeti. It's a um, Nepalese too, so they do both. They do. Uh, it's nice. I. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorite spots. It's not my favorite so Indian place in St. Louis, but it's my favorite no. Indian place of this part of the city. I'd say probably the best one would be India Palace on uh, Del Mar, but that's that's because I know the guy 
India Palace is pretty good. There's also the place on Dorset 270 that used to be a Fuddruckers. Oh, my God. Which then became a craft brewery that no one cared about. (laughs) And in between being a Fuddruckers and a craft brewery, it was a sports bar that no one cared about. And a guy I worked with, a guitar center, had a uh, karaoke night there. Oh, my God. I never went to it. And then he wasn't drawing people, so he got kicked to a... uh, a falafel place on the rock road and there's some weird stories about yeah, that, about yeah. those dj nights uh, if you've got indian food recommendations and you're living in the st louis area give us a shout 314-246-9766 we're always looking for places to uh to get my butter chicken on as mm, it were God, yeah mm. so brian you and i discovered somebody really interesting this week a uh, a gentleman who goes by the name of lord a you know i sent this to you yeah yeah so it's a gentleman who goes by the name of lord a on twitter he builds himself as the hottest indie wrestler rapper right now with eight exclamation points at the end. And I'll be damned if he ain't right. Uh, if you go see these guys' videos, they do some really crazy stuff. So this one that I originally sent Brian here is it's it's in a local restaurant. They're doing a bit where he's proposing to the girlfriend. And then another woman walks into frame, says, I'm pregnant with his child, and proceeds full wrestling style to whoop his ass. And it is just, it's about, you know, minute and a half, two minutes. And, oh, 36 seconds. Oh, my God. So much happens in this 36 seconds. So, yeah, she kicks, she... Uh... That's a good stunner. <laughs> yeah. He she... doesn't do the best sell. No, he doesn't sell the stunner. Or he, but he, he, but it... he sells that going over the counter. He sells that He sells that the good. counter, but she doesn't sell the spin fist. But anyway, that. But then the, the, the you what you don't see, this is what I think is the funniest part of it, is... The hold on, the here comes the choke slam. Oh, she right kind of folded the him over a little too much. I, but again, it's amateur stuff. They're doing. I, I appreciate. Yeah, it. I appreciate. It. I bet you know what? If I was eating like my eighteen dollar <laughs> burger with no sides, and I saw that, I would be like, finally, this feels worthwhile. Right, dinner and a show. As soon as I saw the folding table in the background, I was like, I know what this is, and this is going to rule. <laughs> and sure enough. No, the the thing that they didn't quite get with this cell phone video is is that actually one of the workers behind the counter was was in on the in, in on the back work. over it looked like hit him with a, a sheet pan. <laughs> so, so that's what I'm saying. Like you couldn't see it, but he rears back and he whaps him with the sheet pan, and that's when he goes back over the counter so that she okay. can do the choke slam. It was well, uh, it was well thought out. They had a. I, whole... I appreciate, I appreciate the effort. And uh, is, is the owner is in the background good. yelling, "No, no, no, fight here!" You know why? You... Oh, geez, why you throw a chip? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this guy. So he, he does a lot of those things. The other one was that they they went to a Waffle House. Now the Waffle House video is the best one because they actually have Jesus that drop kick. Yep, that, it opens with a drop kick, and then he goes up on the counter. Oh, oh, oh. yep. Try to get the. Hurricane Rana. Yeah, but then the Try missed punch. The... Oh, oh. And here comes carry. Yep. And then oh. oh, but he flubs it. It was it was trying to do uh what they call like a pump handle, it looks yes. like. So he was doing the but then a third fighter enters, throws the water in the face. You got a spear. A spear. And then here comes the I like I like that fucking drop kick. Yeah. That was some good distance on it. must not be this one. There's another one that they do where they actually have a worker at the restaurant, who is dressed like a referee. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's, you know what? The that's more, a level of detail. That first yeah. video, I was like, you know what? Hey, A for effort. That was pretty good. And the second one, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And this third one that I have not seen, I'm like, okay, I, you know what? As soon I, as, yeah. You know what? I, I, hope, I hope they keep doing this. I hope they keep growing. 
Yeah, I'm I'm hoping somebody gets him on contract because man, uh, what what would AEW be do with those guys? You know, like that'd be, I don't be know, really wild. Put them on dark. Yeah, I mean, probably. Yeah, I, mean, I, I know. I know that wouldn't be on next. So, well, that's uh, WWE is NXT. Oh, oh, okay. AEW has have something Rampage. Similar. Yeah, Dynamite. That must be what I'm and thinking. And Dark, so they have their three shows. Because isn't Dynamite more of the younger, younger cut? No. Um, NXT is uh, WWE's feeder brand. Right, right, right. It was supposed to be. Like their indie brand for mm. probably about two or three years, they probably were the best thing in wrestling. Sure. And then um, certain people got moved up to the main roster and then didn't get used right. Like uh, mm. EC3, Alistair Black. Uh, I mean, I probably could go on for a dozen other names. No, but those two in particular, like that's, yeah, that's it. A- the, uh, the Alistair Black storyline where. No one knows who beat the shit out of him when, when it really was that he pulled a, his groin at a house show. So they had to write him off TV for a bit. And they became Johnny Gargano and Tomasa Champa going at each other. Just a really great storyline. Yeah. Um, and then Nikki Cross, you know, I saw it. You know, that, that okay. Yeah. <laughs> I knew who did it. And then the whole entire time it was Johnny Gargano. But at the same time, like, Johnny Gargano and uh, Tomasa are having these matches where where they beat the shit out of each other and Tomasa Champa does things like removes Johnny's wedding ring and spits on it and throws it into the, the fucking arena to never be seen again. <laughs> just like these great bits of just, just an- self-annihilation and mutual annihilation. And uh, yeah, oh, NXT yeah. is now really rough to watch because now um, WWE likes to use that to not train up indie talent for the main roster, yeah, but to get like non wrestlers, people that are like oh, you know, yeah. football players. Frankie Muniz was uh, was didn't, uh, no, not Frankie Muniz. He's doing NASCAR. One of the old sitcom guys was doing Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie, it must have been Freddie Prince I, Jr. There's yeah. a couple people that like roll around, but it's just kind of hard to watch because some of the NXT matches are people that are way too green to be on TV. Yeah, and uh, like Lash Legend had a couple of rough matches, but there's also people that have been in the development system for a while, have their first TV match, and you're like, oh, holy shit, right? But uh, it's not like how it was where you would see like a a Matt Riddle or a yeah. Keith Lee pop up. Sure, I also kind of think that era of indie wrestling has that well has kind of dry. I don't think there's really any people that haven't gotten picked up either by WWE. Or AEW. Yeah. Like, there's very few holdouts. Um, there's some guys in Impact and like NWA. Uh, I haven't thought about Impact in a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple people in Impact that are pretty interesting. And there's, you know, uh, Ring of Honor, which is kind of now like another sub thing for AEW <laughs> because say, Tony Khan now owns that. Right. Tony Khan also has some of the best NXT wrestlers like Samoa Joe. I was going to say Samoa Joe. Yeah, yeah. And he's got... Uh, Alistair Black and whatever name he wrestles under now and a bunch of other people. So I don't like, catch up nearly as, as as often as I used to. Like I used to be um like especially Attitude Era WWE, I was big, you know, big on that yeah. and like all that stuff. Oh well, yeah. Who, who doesn't want to see some puppies? <laughs> exactly. This had the most bonkers storylines and you could always like count on being entertained at very yeah, least. Yeah, you know, the... if, even if the match wasn't good, you'd still be like, Well, he you know, Oh no, since... Al Al Snow is is <laughs> He's got he's got bursitis, <laughs> right? And the, and the rock is the rock is going to hit him with a golf cart. 
and the golf cart says the word <laughs> on it for some reason. And you're just like, I don't understand. Sure. I don't, yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah, definitely in the roll with it era of, uh, of, of it's, wrestling. It's amazing some of the stuff they did, like in the Attitude era. Oh, God. They yeah. got, like... Wasn't it, didn't they? Wasn't that the same era where they blew up the limo with McMahon in it, or supposedly they with blew McMahon? up the limo with was <laughs> with Mr. McMahon, Mr. McMahon, which that's is right. the kayfabe that's, McMahon, that's correct? Yes. Uh, so Mr. McMahon blew up in the limo, and then Chris Benoit fucking uh, <laughs> hung his family on a bow flex like a week later. So they had to like end that storyline. Isn't it a terrible thing to laugh about? It is. I'm sorry. You ever you ever oh. seen you ever see the uh, oh. the Flash cartoon that was like the text to speech Chris Benoit? That's like Daniel, you should have tapped out. Why didn't you tap out? Oh no! Oh, it's so. Yeah. I'm sorry, Daniel. I have to kill you with this pillow. Why didn't you tap out? If you did, we'd still be together. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I just, I, oh no, as in like that's a, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's brutal. So anyway, wrestling. Uh, this guy, Lord A, let's get him signed because fuck it, he's great. I love to watch people getting their shit fucked up in a waffle house. But this one at least is is like choreographed and they've got, they open yeah, with fun. a drop kick. Really solid stuff. At least they're not asking a Starbucks employee to make some stupid fucking drink. Yes. You or, know what? Yeah, come on. So another thing I saw on the internet this are we week. Gonna, are we going to talk about the the weed smoking Biden AI text? Oh yeah, we're get. We'll, we'll, <laughs> but uh, I wanted to drop in on our old friend and crank Steve Albany. I oh, still yeah. cannot say his name correctly. So he's been posting nonstop. The guy, the guy that that mid tier local bands love to pay to record a record they don't promote. Exactly. Yes. It's, that's it's, yeah. <laughs> that's the St. Louis special. We got Steve Albini to record our record. Okay, so Great. what are you guys going to do about it? I don't know, play Cicero's? Yeah, we're going to sit on it for six months. Six and months, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, we so. don't have any money to actually press anything except for CD Baby. <laughs> and then the CD Baby stuff, like the band's already broken up. Right, yeah, yeah. there you yeah. Steve ben, Albini did it, man. Been there, done that. Um, so Steve Albini at Electrical WSOP. Posting, I will always be the kind of punk that shits on Steely Dan, which of course ignited an entire conversation about our Steely Dan good is Steve an asshole. Let me answer those one at a time. Uh, a, the first question, are uh, Steely Dan good? Yes, technical musicians and sometimes they're funky as shit. B, is Steve Albini an asshole? Yes. Is Steve Albini right? But that's the real, that's yes. the real thing. Yes. All these things can be true. Yes, absolutely. Because he says, Christ, the amount of human effort wasted to sound like an SNL band warm-up. Yeah. <laughs> they spent three weeks on the guitar solo. Three weeks of watching guitar players give it their all while doing bumps and hitting the talk back. More Egyptian, but keep it in the pocket. Their engineer invented a machine to play the bass drum. Did he now? And yet it sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> Look at yourselves Damn, the, calling the, them. <laughs> look Steve, at yourselves. Steve Albini bring back Buddyhead? I think he single handedly has. Yeah. Look at yourselves calling them the Dan. Go trim your beard. You know, <laughs> just between that and then Pitchfork savaged this one band, Maniskin. Yeah. Their, their album. Uh, and the review is well written and caustic and very funny. And yeah, I think between the two of them, I think Buddy Head's back, baby. I think, <laughs> I think, uh, I think being mean the bands that aren't good is, I think that's a sacred position. Yeah, you have to treat it. But but if you're gonna be that person, you also have to champion the bands that you love and you cherish. 
Yeah, and I think that's where a lot of people fall flat. I think yeah. they just like talk shit without being like, yeah, but this rocks. Yeah, there's some stuff when we go to the breath mint that I want to touch on. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because even even here, Steve Albini, uh, I kind of like Boz Skaggs, though. So, you know, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> you know, uh, my favorite one. I think, I think Roy Benson's kind of full of shit, but Joe Pass, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what, yeah. <laughs> the deep fake Joe Biden AI videos. They're amazing. Jesus Christ. Some of them are really nasty. There's one that's extremely transphobic, but there's a bunch of them where he's like talking street slang about like how many, how many kills he got and call it duty and like, you know, but the other one is like, we grow weed on the, on the moon, but whoever's doing these keeps having Joe Biden drop the N word like every two seconds. So, yeah. Like, it's, um, I think yeah. ascend underscore one is yes. probably the biggest yeah. person of that, which is just amazing that a guy who I remember from Fiad, yeah. Taliban, who <laughs> then became like this weird, like psycho not, but also shell shocked from the Iraq war, even though he never served. Yeah. Who's just been getting perma banned from Twitter so many times. Because <laughs> I think he's a send underscore one. And before that, he was ACOG, like underscore master. Yeah. You know, he faked his own death by uh, implying that he he locked himself in his car with the exhaust coming feeding back in while <laughs> listening to the theme from The Office. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think I think like when Felix Bierman talks about like the fail son as being the person that comes down at Thanksgiving and grabs um you know the the ingredients for a peanut butter and jelly without talking to anyone and go back yes. into the room to play cod. I think that is the person that Felix has in his head. I would imagine. Ascended that's ascended but with an I in place of the second E underscore one uh, also the handle looks up from book intelligently is the <laughs> is the handle uh, but my favorite one is the one that he posted of, of andrew tate and it's about you know yeah i pull all kinds of women but i'd also jack off and then he goes into a detailed <laughs> yeah description and actually ascended one of the ascended one videos it was the cold open in our last episode uh was was one about joe biden telling you to stop gooning stop so, gooning and back in my day yeah <laughs> we just pulled on until white stuff came out he whoever they're working with or whatever they're doing is really phenomenal they've got a brand new one they just posted about bill gates and i, I can't oh, they're wait to so see good it. and the one i sent you i mean they're all <laughs> there's a few that aren't so good the joe the the uh trump one right there it's a lovely old rod quite a masterpiece if i don't say so myself my body my body is so old now that it just went yep we're done growing hair. No more pubes. Bye-bye ball hair. I have no pubes or anything, folks. Just a smooth sack down there. It's a very big bag of a nutsack. Just enormous. I love the bald aesthetic. It looks so much bigger like that, doesn't it? It does. It just adds so much size. <laughs> so, yes, uh, uh, Trump uh, <laughs> going on about... His Rod, his Johnson. What a fun time to be on there. Yeah. yeah. All of this AI stuff I really hate, except for one it's it's making Joe Biden talking about uh taking a jacking off after taking a shit. <laughs> or uh or that he's doming Martians on site, no cap, you know. No cap, hitting the stim pack. <laughs> um, just Barry Bond Barry Bonds your wife's pussy and make you raise it on your own oh fuck. however that phrasing God, right? yeah yeah oh, just boy. uh it's good this like <laughs> shit talking joe biden 
I appreciate I appreciate that effort. Yeah, because I mean, like, the State of the Union happened the other day, and, and he certainly did a fair share there. But man, it was not nearly as far as I wanted him to go. I know? didn't even I didn't watch it, and like I had a coworker being like, "Oh, you know, why didn't you watch it?" I, like, I kind of know what's going to be like. Oh, right. Why are you so cynical? And it's like I don't know, dude. Like I, I've I've watched the politics machine <laughs> yeah. work firsthand so yeah. like it's just speaking of stupid jokes i i talked last week about nothing forever the ai generated seinfeld thing and fortunately it's done a transphobia it has done a transphobia on accident that's right ai generated seinfeld spoof suspended from twitch after a transphobic bit now this verbatim is the bit that they did okay there's like 50 people here and no one is i'm trying to do the voice here. there's like 50 people here Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me try. Let me try to do. There's Jay. like 50 people here, yeah. and no one is laughing. Anyone have any suggestions? I'm thinking about doing a bit about how transgender is actually a mental illness, or how all liberals are secretly gay and want to impose their will on everyone, or something about how transgender people are ruining the fabric of society. But no one's laughing, so I'm going to stop. Thanks for coming out tonight. See you next time. Where'd everybody go? Now, I can kind of see what they're saying. Like, okay, this, this a none of these jokes in any of this AI-generated Seinfeld have ever been good, so that's number one. Joke's not good. But also, like, I don't Where'd even get the... come from? Yeah, I don't even get the joke. Well, it's something about they had to change the model that their text generation came from, and that text generation was from a different pool of, of writing, and it was a little bit more lax on things like transphobia. So because of that, they then got a 14-day ban. On, on Twitch there. So we will not be seeing nothing forever for a little while at reporting courtesy of Brooklyn Vegan, which I did not realize was still a website. It's like Stereo Gum, mm. Pitchfork, and Brooklyn Vegan, I think, are like mm. all of like the indie music websites left. Right. And I don't know if it's fair to call Pitchfork indie anymore. Yeah. I was considering they have like a three-day festival in Chicago. I don't know. <laughs> you can really I mean, three-day festivals like in a couple different countries. Uh, Netflix also in the news here. They originally said last week, oh, we're going to crack down on password sharing. And then they, of course, turned that Walked around. it back when yep. everyone was like, oh, dusting yep. off their BitTorrent client. Yep. <laughs> they basically chalked it up to the classic blunder of a, a rogue staffer, you know, posting it in error or some nonsense like that. But uh, just, just fantastic because, yeah, immediately you saw stuff on like our piracy and, and various other, you know, yeah. torrent freak and all these all these places were like, well, you know, we can <laughs> welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. You, know, you want that fourth season of you? We can we can find it in 1080p here for you. you yeah. It does uh, <laughs> says a lot about how the fact that we can just turn that off by all collectively bitching on yeah. that's nice that's a nice feeling yeah you know uh i, I saw someone on twitter i was like so you notice how we all we all said that we weren't gonna fucking play ball with the netflix thing and netflix mm-hmm. walked it back uh you know what you know we can also do similar things like that hmm. when we all agree yeah and and hmm. and decide to take our ball and go home <laughs> with things I think that's I think called. There's, I think there's a big life lesson for a lot of people here. Yeah, I think the collective action is what the yeah, yeah, yeah. Di- direct collective action. Collective action gets the goods. Mm, yeah. Anyway, or is um, it direct action. I mean, either one. I think the, is apt. I think the the phrase is direct action, but collective action works the same way because it uh, it, it does t- it, gets it the does goods, tend yeah. to get the goods, or at least yeah. gets you mowed down by a, a fascist state. <laughs> either way. God damn it. 
Yeah, it's it's the fact that it's, it's true is what's really funny. Yeah. I'm rubbing two brain cells together, Brian. You have the, to understand. The, you're, you're, you're rubbing a golden lab and an orange cat together. The, <laughs> just, just two brain cells. Just to try to get them moving. I uh, cracked open the rain stick and pulled little pieces of rice in my pee pee hole. <laughs> And I tried to make my penis do the rain, th- the rain stick stuff, but instead I just start getting lightheaded. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, yeah. Then my penis hoy. Oh fuck! <laughs> I tried to turn my the the rain stick. I tried yeah. to turn it into a, a rain dick, a rain, rain prick, rain prick. That's uh, and all I did was make everyone unhappy at the emergency room because I said, "Look, it's not even making sense." <laughs> Why have I done? It's not even doing it. Yeah, I'm missing. I'm, yeah. I'm missing syndicated shows for this. NYPD <laughs> uh, Blue is back on the air. Anyway, <laughs> just, I don't know why that I'm guy. I'm watching FX3, the Malcolm <laughs> X in the Middle, and 480p. <laughs> With ads every 10 seconds for the new American Horror Story. Yeah, that's... Uh... God. <laughs> God, what the... You know, I was just thinking, like, what would be, like, the low lowest rent like shoot off of American Horror Story. I was just, oh, all I could think was it doesn't have. To, I don't know what the concept would be. Yeah, but like the celebrity stunt casting would have to be someone like P. Pablo. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. P. D. Pablo. I would. I would unironically watch the P. Pablo season. P. Pablo. Fuck. What would he? What would he be doing? Would it be I like no idea. Like the just being incredulous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yo, I can't believe that man. That was weird. I hope that doesn't happen again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, what is his name? Ryan Murphy? Ryan Murphy continues to do things. I just, I, some of them baffle me. Like, okay, I was really behind like, American Crime Story when they did the OJ. Yeah. The OJ season was great. You had David Schwimmer there as uh, Robert Kardashian. Great bit of casting there. What did you mean? That you killed your wife. He, he actually, honestly, he, you know, you know the conspiracy theory about Kardashian like taking the the murder clothes uh, in the bag. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that stuff, um, and I read a whole bunch of those yeah. books at the time. Uh, I think I think this podcast is is well suited. And OJ did it. Yeah, I mean, there's but, who else had means, motivation, and method? But anyway, but Schwimmer was good. I like that. I bet. But but then they started doing even more Isn't stuff. John Travolta in there looking like a, a oh. fucking Easter Island statue. <laughs> yeah, he is. He looks like hell and back. I loved it. He kind of fit the bill. It did look yeah. pretty close. Nathan Lane as F. Lee Bailey was the one I always remember, though, because they didn't quite get it right with the casting, but he really he plays it to the hilt. I love yeah. the, the way he... And uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. playing someone that you want to see get hit by a car is yeah. the thing that Cuba Gooding Jr. apparently should be doing the rest of his life. <laughs> and Courtney Vance is Johnny Cochran? Are you kidding yeah. me? What a what a slimy performance. I love it. Anyway. Um, great, great uh, glasses they had and oh, wardrobe yeah. for him. Fantastic wardrobe. All right. It's time. It's time for the Crypto Scam of the Week. You're listening to 48 Minutes of Dogs Barking, the podcast. And now it's time for the Crypto Scam of the Week. Now, what is important to note is that this is a fake scam created and perpetrated by a guy whose entire YouTube career is finding out and exposing scams. That's right. Our good friend CoffeeZilla did a sting operation of sorts. Yeah, I watched this video that he did uh, on the aftermath, and I thought, uh, what a slick motherfucker. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
So but also how dumb these influencers are. Because they will just sign anything. They targeted Dylan Dennis, uh, an influencer in the crypto space guy who... He's, isn't he also an MMA fire? I don't know. I, I think I never he's an MMA knew. fire. He's like one of those guys that oh, looks, he, uh, looks like uh, he moves fridges and then on the weekend he gets his <laughs> ass kicked by a guy with five kids. Yeah, that's entirely possible. I never really knew about him until just this week, so it's yeah. entirely possible. I, I don't really know. But uh, the long and short of it is that that you know they have records of him shilling for any number of altcoins. You know. Stuff that rug pulls after the first pump. Yeah, <laughs> In the stuff. first 20 minutes. Uh, gay dog pussy. <laughs> Gay dog pussy is going to the moon. And then you look at the one hour chart and it like goes up and then it's immediately strikes line. down. Yeah. yeah. Glowing endorsements all around. You know, one of the best cryptos I've ever seen. And he'll just say these things. And it seemed to that crew and to anyone who's a cautious outsider that, you know, maybe this guy's not on the up and up. So um, they went through and they created an entire NFT project that didn't exist. They made yeah. it all up. You know, they wrote a white paper, they did all the stuff, they registered domain names, they did it. Like, they created an entire fake paper trail that this guy didn't even bother to look at anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you can, definitely... They created, they created a fake community. Yep. Got a botted Twitter account. I think even, like, a botted <laughs> Discord. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did both. Yeah, they they said they spent, like, 100 bucks out of pocket and just bought all kinds of bots. And, and then, so they got him to sign a contract and... He posted the the post and it spelled out scam. Yeah. In <laughs> what a wonderful turn of events. I always love to see that sort of. Yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty good one. And I I don't know if uh, Dylan's his name. Dylan Danis. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he's really responded to it. I would imagine he wouldn't, because um, the boy, the embarrassment. Yeah, it be one of those things where like. Oh no! I was just uh uh, and then you've yeah you've already yeah because yeah. uh, as Coffeezilla goes on to explain in the YouTube video that they just to cover their asses like against any kind of legal repercussion they put in the the fine paper of <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the document that they <laughs> oh, yeah. had they were having him sign that like this is a this is a fake project and right. it's designed to make uh you know dylan the butt of the joke yes. and to expose all the all of the people he's exploited through um you know all this stuff that he's clever legalese no yeah. it was in plain that's the thing it was in plain language it in was the country, uh, yeah, yeah and he didn't even he's just like eth yep just i can't remember how much they sent him which was oh god i don't even it was know. probably yeah. a st louis alderman level of like bribery <laughs> where it's like you're not even like selling out for like big money it's yeah. like it's like $1,500 and right. like a lunch at Freddy's. <laughs> it was a master class in how to do this sort of thing and like naming and shaming them publicly. I'm I'm always a big fan of CoffeeZilla to begin with, but this in particular was like, wow, this took a lot of coordination. It took a lot of planning. It took a lot of, okay, what is he going to, you know, what what do we need to look legit? What do we need? And then it turns out they didn't need it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, I appreciate the effort that they put into it just like to cover their asses and all oh, that yeah. but they could have done half the effort and probably exactly. the same result no, which, yeah, they is, would... which is a, an indictment of, of the crypto space in, it, in itself maybe he's not the average but it definitely feels endemic and it definitely feels like this is fairly common like maybe not everybody yeah there's a lot of things that get their ads people get paid um the shill and they don't disclose it properly or right. even try to disclose it the sincerity and like like things are like real in the crypto space is sometimes really hard to find oh yeah 
we just need to go back to using crypto to buying drugs and child pornography. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like, even <laughs> I'm not even I'm not even advocating doing any of those things, but I think that like I think it was a lot better when it was like the guy that smells bad that corners you at the Firebird that right. yells at you for uh, saying that Bitcoin has too much of a carbon <laughs> footprint in 2012. I know exactly what you're talking about, and I'm not going to go ahead and do that. But, uh, <laughs> I just remember just being like, I I, 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 I really want to be like, uh, someone that smells as bad as you does not have the right to criticize me on this. <laughs> we can edit that out yeah. if you want. No, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. He knows who he is, and he knows what he did. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, the only thing I'm going to edit out is me coughing up a lung out here. Jesus Christ. Been stroking your Johnson I, too much? I, you know, maybe it's I have. It's a fine rod, folks. It it's a fine rod. <laughs> Fine piece. Should I, should I take it out? Yeah. Should I take it out? Nah, I'm not going to take it out. <laughs> this is the, the Trump, like, threatening the audience with whipping his dick out. Yeah. See, it, it, look, looks like it doesn't look like a mushroom. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't look like a mushroom. That's what she said. She's full of shit. Dollar's paying. She's full of shit. Look at it. You ever seen one of these before? You know, anyway. He's fucking hitting. He's hitting the microphone with it. <laughs> Oh, he's at a stand-up club. <laughs> it's real, folks. It's not like what Wahlberg had. <laughs> it's a real dick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. It is a real dick, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, people online just like, yeah. That's a real man up there. It's a real man up there. Hey, hey, hey. What a week. All right. So uh, we've, we've done our Crypto Scam of the Week, and we are on to our next target, which, of course... The biggest target on the internet. We're really hoping that he gets that lawsuit ready because it is time to take on the man, the myth, the legend, yeah. known as. Boy, you can, you can tell we uh, we didn't know what we were going to talk about this week. And it's like Maddox, whatever. We can talk shit on this. Like it, like. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. I, had, I did some research, man. Come on. I at very least read Wikipedia, so I know a little <laughs> bit of. I mean, I I mean, I was an edgelord teenager, so I read. So you probably are well. Aware, I had, I, yeah. I, go ahead before we dive dive in. That's Do our right. little so, introduction. Here. So the, the the as I was saying, the man, the myth, the legend himself, of course, George Ozonian. I'm just throwing a guess out there. I don't really know how to pronounce it. Uh, better known as Maddox of Salt Lake City, Utah, and the best page in the universe. Imagine a guy. Who gets confused for being in the band system of a down? Yes, but who isn't in the band system of yes. a down? I think I saw him described somewhere as a goblin with fetal alcohol syndrome. I think was uh, the... <laughs> yeah, uh, just not a not a not a handsome fella. And I for... mean, he looks like a computer programmer from right. the early aughts. Yeah, definitely. Do you work with computers? Yeah, you, you just look at him. You go something so, uh... with computers. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's trying to cold read him at a psychic show. You're like, you work on the computer, don't you? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, the Cheeto stains in the corner of your mouth <laughs> and the bits of Rice Krispie treats underneath your fingernails. Exactly. So uh, this is a guy who in the 90s decided that he was going to create a page about shit that pissed him off. I mean, that's the long and short of it. 1996, he wrote a, he wrote a text document about things that pissed him off and then built a web page around it uh, after he after the list was a bit of a hit on IRC and and thus IRC. I know. And thus Angel Fire and a couple other hosting companies uh, started hosting the best page on in the universe. I, I was going to say on the internet, which is not true. You know, it was a simple web page, black. Mm -hmm. With yellow, yellow text. text, yeah. But and he said, 
George, a.k.a. Maddox, claimed that the reason that the text was yellow is that it'd be easier on your eyes if you're reading it. Uh, the piss yellow on a black background somehow was going to be easier on the eyes if you read it. Now, I if mean, anyone... I still pine for the days of OG IGN that had the black background white text, so I, I uh, understand. Yeah, I just... It... I don't necessarily think that's for an true. IGN that's 23 years old. Yeah, not, not a great look. Uh, <laughs> Tells you how bad IGN is now. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Here's what's really interesting. So we covered uh, one of the pages that he links in his little uh, grouping at the bottom there. You know, uh, other websites you might like, right? Well, one of the things that we covered previously was the Real Ultimate Ninja. Um, I'm sorry. It was Real Ultimate, Ultimate Power. Power. Excuse me. Oh, iMockery's on there. I Newgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh well, cyanide uh, and happiness. Yeah, cyanide and happiness, classic webcomic. Jeez, yeah, this is uh, this is quite a throwback. Yeah, driven by boredom is also on. Oh there. wow, Igor's on there. Let's see here, saddest caveman in the world. I don't think that's still around, is it? The long and short of it is, it still exists in this very old school format today. Mm-hmm. It is essentially much like Misanthropic Bitch before it, a series of blog posts before blogs were a thing. Mm-hmm. There's a series of snarky, self-effacing, kind of sarcastic posts about shit that he was mad about or didn't like or whatever. Vegetarians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he created a header in 96 or maybe updated in 98, but it's a photo of him with the Che Guevara head and an eye patch. Mm-hmm. And of course, on the FAQ, what's are you a socialist? What's with the Shea picture? I am not a socialist slash Marxist slash communist. I use the Shea picture because I think it's a good parody of a recognizable icon. Even though most people who read the site don't realize the parody, don't ask questions, and don't know who he was, because most people consider him Shea the Revolutionary and not Shea the Pinko. So that'll tell you where his uh, actual beliefs are. Yeah, you know, I I hate people that are like the kind of libertarians that feel like they have a bone to pick, right? And don't do like the cool shit. Like when they tip, they write like, "This is a gift. I'm allowed to give this to you. You don't have to. <laughs> it's not taxable income. Yeah, don't tax this. I thing. like those guys. I don't yeah. like these kind of dudes where it's like, I like rules. Yeah, I like, I like a lot of rules, but but not for me. Right. And so he says also in the FAQ, why? You know, the question is, why does your site look so shitty? Bandwidth conservation. That's his big claim as to why it looks like it does. Uh, I, spend I, more, I can spend more money on uh, on Gogurt. <laughs> and protest was the other one. I'm keeping my site shitty as a protest against all these slick-looking, contentless websites out there. No one cares about your stupid rotating icons and fading links. That dates it right there because that has gone out of style quite a while ago. Jeez, but, uh, I mean... I think Clinton was still in office. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, like, because uh, at the time of this, it says he's at the time of this writing, I'm 26. Let's see, that would put him squarely in the late 40s, early 50s now. Uh, so, yeah, what a what a strange guy. But also just like, I'm putting all this stuff out there. But like I said, this is pre-blogs. This is, you know, what, what did you do before Twitter but yell into the void like this? For social media, really. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was like Maddox, Something Awful, Style mm-hmm. Project, Newgrounds. Um, this was one like the main sites when I was in high school. If you were right. a fucking guy that was destined to become... Tucker Max was probably on Tucker, the eh, My crew... I mean, yes, you could, we can lump him in there, but my particular friend group... 
thought that Maddox was kind of like the most interesting, I think, like out of all those kind of things. Well, sure. Because uh, he was very edgy. You know, I can't tell you how many friends had like the whole, you know, for any, every animal you don't eat, I will eat five kind of shit like, right. on, like they're like on a notebook or something or like printed up and like hung up in their room. And yeah, Maddox was like a really easy signifier if your friend was going to be like an engineer or a computer yeah. programmer. Yeah. It felt sure. like, like yeah. not a lot of people that read Maddox in the early aughts that were in high school that went on to go do things with their hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. A couple of books came out of it. The alphabet of manliness. Yeah. And, uh, a couple other things that like happened naturally because like, okay, you can write for a website. Of course you can write a book. I have read the alphabet of manliness and it is a piece of shit book. Yeah. I, I remember seeing it once at a borders and being like, I skimmed through it. For like five minutes, like I was reading a manga, like, you know, yeah. I was just sat there while my mom did something or whatever. Right. I was like, oh, this, ain't, this ain't it. <laughs> this ain't it, chief. By the way, if you do want to know what the uh, 26 sections of the book Alphabet of Manliness are, uh, I'm going to read them to you now because it's, it's only the length of the alphabet. So A is for ass kicking. B is for boner. C is for copping a feel. D is for dump, comma, taking a. E is for enlightenment. And then right back into the gutter, F is for female wrestling. G is for gas. H is for hot sauce. I is for irate. J is for jerky, comma, beef. Really missed an opportunity to say jerking off there. K is for knockers. L is for lumberjack. M is for metal. I'm guessing he means, uh, you know, throw the horns up and listen to Dio. N is for Norris, comma, Chuck, because this was the time on the internet where Chuck Norris jokes. Yes, Chuck Norris ah! jokes. Yep, Chuck Norris jokes God. were a thing. Yeah. Uh, o is you, for... know, you, know, you know you know, who else has been making Chuck, Chuck Norris jokes lately? Who's that? Uh, our friend uh, Elon Musk. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, <sighs> I remember being at Crestwood Mall one time and seeing one of those, like, custom shirt <laughs> kiosks that had, like, a yeah, Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Norris, Norris joke, shit. and I yeah. was like... Yeah, you know, the internet was a mistake. Yeah, it's 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 as soon as we saw Dancing Babies too. Like this is broken containment. This is not. We're, yeah. No, you know, get this out of here. You'll see narwhals on shit still now, and you're like, oh fuck, you know. Like anytime I see like Five Nights at Freddy's or fucking Poppy Playtime or any of that shit, I'm just like the Damn, fucking Five internet, Nights man. at Freddy's would get your uh, your anger going. Five here's the thing all right i'm, I'm i mean a, i think it's bullshit but like i want i want to hear it's your fucking take. dumb okay look it's it's a the game that it's that they're all referring to sucks it's a bad full motion video game it's a bad version of fucking night trap okay it's a bad version of night trap oh, it yeah. sucks okay none of this shit's interesting the only thing that made it interesting in the first place was was all the fan creations and shit like that and even then it's annoying as shit it's it's just one of those things where it like <laughs> i tell myself Damn, all right tell us how you sorry, really man. like it's just this also comes from the place of having a 12 year old boy in the house any of that shit that people on youtube will will play five nights at freddy's or poppy playtime or anything they say they'll play it and they'll go oh anytime there's like a jump scare moment and the kids think that's the funniest shit on the face of the planet that and then they know they all know the lore <laughs> they all know the lore of the, the fucking I, I pizza feel, place i feel so 
you know, when I was like 13, I was like reading Gidibor and right. like, you know, like I was reading like politics. And right. Like, I mean, I was also doing dumb shit like skateboarding and like farting on people while they were sleeping. But I was also like thinking about like, what is the true nature of man? What is, yeah. this, what is the horror of capitalism? I was reading Poe and Stephen King. So I'm, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I got a couple of those under my belt. I don't know. I streaming. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't. I couldn't have a kid right. A kid that's the age of your children right now because I would just be like just dunking on on their shit mercilessly. Like, uh, yeah, it's just it, Poppy Playtime's the same shit. It's like you know, man, children like PewDiePie going on the fucking. And, and, oh, I just I just like crap myself. Oh, I burned like my and subscribe, dudes. Up. Yeah, my gamer wife, my gamer wife, who I make dress like Chun Li, or else I put her in a dog kennel underneath the stairs. Yeah, it was a model, by the way. It was a model yeah. with diarrhea. She has Crohn's. Yeah, my Crohn's. Disease. She's lo- my hot gamer girl with Crohn's <laughs> disease. <laughs> She's lovely, but she's dying. Yeah, <laughs> she's an IV drip. Yeah, <laughs> in it's every just, video, it's nothing. It's it, 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 it's she's actually IV, saline, but yeah. IV, and it's in the shape of a can, a ball of balls. <laughs> oh baby, that's the forty-eight minutes of dogs barking riff of the week. Now these kids don't know what balls is. Okay, balls was the the energy drink that came in a glass bottle that had. A dimple, little nodules all over it. And the last time I saw balls was in fucking Omaha, like in 2018, and I was like, "What? Yeah, like what time? Warp I worked have with I a guy into? that like it was an inside joke, and yeah. like, I bought him a ball, and I left it on his <laughs> desk when he showed up. He was just like, "What the fuck? He was like, "Where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> Who did this? And I was like, "Yo, what's up? I was in Omaha, and I was at some place that had a piano that Lady Gaga touched one time, oh, and they God. were selling balls, and he was like, I don't understand any of that, but that's cool. And he was like, he like cracked open, was like, this is just as bad as I remember. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, this was the uh, the, the pre-Red Bull. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Uh, a micro center is where I buy all my computer stuff, and they have they have a, a little cooled. Uh, they still carry it. They they did as last time I checked. I haven't looked recently, but okay. I know they have a lot of G fuel and stuff like that. And so G fuel is like fucking poppers yeah. for people that have never gotten laid. They paint thinner, you know. You're just <sighs> yeah, big, yeah, yeah. Uh, o is for obedience. <laughs> o is for obedience. The, the alphabet of manliness, Brian, has an <laughs> O for obedience. I have to I have to sit a moment and think about this. It's uncomfortable. Something is wrong with my life. P is for pirates because uh, that's apparently ah! a thing. Q is for quickies. R is for road rage. S is for sneaking a peek. T is for taunting. U is for urinal etiquette. V can you guess what V is? Vagina. V is for violence. W is for winner. X. Triple X, that's right. Y is for yelling, and Z is for zombies. You had Chuck Norris, you had pirates, you had zombies. It was a early internet trifecta right there. Everything uh, that was tired and <laughs> fucking beaten into the ground about internet culture circa like 2006. And that's exactly when the book came out, by the way, July of 2006. Yeah, what a that's... fucking artifact that says, that says nothing good about our society. Now, uh, he did a book tour. Or the Alphabet of Manliness God, tour, what? of course. Uh, places he dressed... with only men's restrooms? <laughs> he uh, he dressed himself in a large royal gown and wore a crown on his head. This provoked many people to get down on their hands and knees in front of him, often kissing his hand. 
on the book's website. He also jokingly added a list of rules for fans, which included no eye contact, no talking directly to him. I knew someone that was a camel girl on a (laughs) Dinosaur Junior tour and was specifically told by her handler, do not talk or make eye contact with Jay Maskus. Okay, a camel girl, someone who worked for the Camel Cigarette Company? Okay. Is this a term I haven't heard of before? What's going on? This is not a term. This is not like a specific like thing. (laughs) It is most literally what it means. You know, like the people would come and like hand you like six packs of Camel Crushes and you would be like, I don't smoke. Uh, I worked at an outdoor music venue. And there was the Camel Lounge. And since I worked there, I would walk in with a pizza and go, hey, how about a carton? And that was how I enabled enabled my smoking. Because, yeah, pizza there was like 40 bucks. So, yeah, you you get about a carton's worth. Guess what, Brian? It did get a reprint. The Alphabet of Manliness got a reprint in 2009. You know what's got in it now? What? uh 36 additional pages about the numbers of manliness. That's fucking right. God. <laughs> I hate that he's apparently so litigious. Yeah, that's a whole nother thing. Because, yeah, um, he... Let's see. The things, the things that should happen to him in Roblox. Yes, allegedly. In, in Minecraft. Minecraft. Yeah. Yeah, apparently he created a podcast in 2014 called The Biggest Problem in the Universe. And, of course, every week they would go through whatever he felt was the biggest problem uh, with a guy named Dick Masterson, a.k.a. Dax Herrera co-hosts would go back and forth you know yeah. talking about it very much very familiar to anyone who's been on a podcast or, or mm-hmm. runs one or, or knows about them in 2017 maddox filed a 372 million dollar harassment lawsuit with the new york supreme court against dick masterson aka dax herrera individuals at patreon and copywriter asterios kokonos from weber shanwick because they all made guest appearances on the show mm-hmm Maddox claims that those defendants were engaged in a trolling campaign against them, which, of course, then led to death threats, et cetera, et cetera, loss of, of sponsorships. They, they, they could prove damages. They cited an album by Coconos and a billboard contest by Masterson, which both attempted to mock Maddox, along with targeted ads on Facebook and Reddit. Those exist. He's not making that up either. Sure. The judge dismissed the claims, arguing... That A, they were in the wrong jurisdiction. You filed this in New York Supreme Court. This needs right. to be in California because that's where it happened. That's a big one. But also, you know, the judge in that case said uh, the drafting was bad. Specific evidence was kind of lacking. You're really not. There's not much here. There's not much of a case here. Quote is, this complaint is such a mess that I cannot address these issues because I cannot point specifically to what is being alleged as against your client. Or your client. So he dismissed the claims against Weber Shanwick with prejudice, saying they were named in the suit, quote, just because someone used their equipment. And that's that's exactly what uh, had happened there. So, yeah, uh, thankfully. I thought it got refiled in California. One of, like, the two or three really dry episodes of Come Town, <laughs> which is really just like a, like a real interview format, yeah, was the one of the individuals that Max sued, like, explaining, like, just what absurd fucking human being. The case was closed in 2020, so that's, okay. uh, that, that's my understanding is that, that it's referred to in many places, by the way, as the lawsuit, uh, as, in, as in, like, it shouldn't have been filed and all that stuff. What's interesting is that... If you go through here, and there's a great, unfortunately, it's it's fandom yet again striking us, uh, but it's Dickpedia 
not fandom.com, because again, Dick Masterson. Mm-hmm. This is biased, obviously, in Masterson's favor. That's, that's sure. kind of the thing. But one of the things that did happen was that one of the attorneys did have to explain to the judge what being a cuck was. <laughs> I remember hearing about this. So... Um, Amazing. They essentially came down on the on the line, uh, you know, Masterson did that. Cuck on in this context was on the same level as calling someone a jerk. Yeah, right. Because they weren't specifically alleging that Maddox had let someone fuck his wife. They weren't saying that because they had done a, a record called Cucksmas Carols. I heard about. And this. they were yeah, all yeah, yeah. You know, all slams against against Maddox. A Christmas album. Yeah, the track list. Little cuckold boy. <laughs> uh, the Twelve Days of Cucksmas, Carol of the Cucks, and Jingle George. What's interesting about this album, too, is that um, <laughs> it appeared on the Danish iTunes charts at number seven. <laughs> it made number seven. <laughs> I, I referenced uh, Asterios Kokonos. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. He's gone on to do some really interesting stuff. Obviously, comedian. That's a thing that we do know, but like... He's on Twitter. He's at, at Asterios. There it is. The loudest podcast on the internet show that he's currently on. That's not even the goofiest part about the best page. <laughs> so he obviously is a very thin-skinned guy. Um, took the Cucksmas Carols record very personally. Yeah. Wanted to sue those guys. And it shows just even from back in the day on his website, on the, on the, the best page in, in the universe, he would have the hate mail that he would get. Yeah. And of course, in true pre-blogger fashion he would respond to the hate mail with shitty insults and all this stuff and just what a what a strange fella i remember back in the day Mm. gosh like 20 years ago that there was a something awful front page article okay i think it may have been zach parsons had done it was like shitty kids drawings and i can't remember who came first but max also had a similar article Yes, of the same which thing. he then turned into a book called I'm Better Than Your Kid. That's right. <laughs> I think that's one of the few forums invasions that was actually sanctioned by something awful. Really? And fucking around with Maddox people was very fun. Yeah. They can eat shit and die. Because um, like being like a Maddox fan back in that time was kind of kind of the worst thing. Maybe a little... Yeah, it definitely branded you a certain way with the... a certain type of crum- like a joyless person, like the yeah. ultimate. This was like pre-internet atheism, like right. curmudgeonly and like just being an abrasive, unlikable human being. Uh, which is again, which is why it was an early sign of your friend was going to be like a sexless engineer <laughs> or email job haver. <laughs> yeah, because uh, who better to to be inspiring to email job havers than an email job haver? A misanthrope with a goatee. When you look at him, it's like you're looking at a bathroom with a carpeted floor. You can smell it from here, just the thought of it. Oh, <laughs> God, Maddox, what a bad man. What a bad, bad man. Yeah, well, just... <sighs> What's crazy is that that book was the number one spot on Amazon. Yeah, no, it's, it's fucking wild. And I I saw it in a box. I, I imagine uh, commonly bought with cargo pants and a Zelda <laughs> Triforce shirt and a Fender branded fedora. I don't even think. I hope they serve beer in hell. Got that high? No. It was the Tucker Max book that eventually became, for some fucking reason, a movie. That was like up there with Transmorphers. Is like one of the things I would restock at Blockbuster and just be like, ugh. 
I can't believe somebody rented this. Fucking me using like the fucking disc doctor or C doctor or whatever <laughs> to keep our copy of Gattaca alive. Say, don't you talk shit on Gattaca. Gattaca oh, no, that was, uh, yeah. that was one of my uh, my favorite movies. We're going to have Blockbuster fucking suck, but there, yeah. was, there was things about it that were really fucking funny. Like someone returned the copy once of Resident Evil 5 just be like, well, fucking play. Well, they were like fucking losing their yeah, shit. Yeah. And I'm like, this game just came out last week, sir. Right. How and like, I pop it open. It's a 360 disc. I flip it over. And on the data side of the disc is an imprint of like a toddler's foot. Like, uh, I don't know. Maybe this has something to do with it. <laughs> and he's just like, just like, I, uh, okay. <laughs> like, I yep. think that's like you were the first person to I like looked it up on the individual like like the the serial of it or like the yeah. IM number like you're the first person to rent this copy of this game. Yeah, so it's like this shouldn't be possible and and then you found out real quick. But yeah, anyway. fucking I remember there was this family that they smelt so bad that one time I ended up dry heaving into a trash can Ooh. while they were there cuz they came in on a Friday night and the line was moving so fucking slow during the rush. They had an uncle who uh, who smelled particularly bad, and he would wear like a dress shirt tucked into a pair of gray sweatpants. Mm. He kind of looked like Paul Bearer from oh. from WWE, and it was just Ugh. rough, man. I mean, like, I guess it's not fun to make it's not cool to make fun of like maybe people they're going through some shit and maybe mm. have some things going on they aren't responsible for. Well, I was also working a minimum wage job I fucking hated. So guess right. what? No one's having fun here today, boy. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. At a certain point, it's like, yeah, it's either you or me and I'm going after you, buddy, because it's I'm not looking inside right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What well, we got for shock.jpg? And now the moment you've all been waiting for. Shock.jpg. It's time, babies. Shock.jpg. It's um, chomp.avi. Brian, are you familiar with? I can't. Uh, maybe I am, but uh, it doesn't. It doesn't strike. Also known as do not watch.org. <laughs> it is a five-minute video. Uh, it is. Uh, uh, Can we get a full screen on this? Yeah, sure. It's called Extreme Enema Explosions. Is the full name. The rules are: you do not uh, move a muscle. It gives you a, a five-second warning before the video starts. This is the third time this week I have watched this, so I am going to turn my head to the side. But uh, essentially, it is a man in a bathtub covered in doo-doo, jacking it, and, and eating some of it while someone... Yeah. Uh, we don't need to watch the whole thing, but the principle of the thing wow, is the same. Going. Uh, it's going. That person, uh, ate, that, that person must have ate some Taco Bell. Uh, and it, it continues on like this for about five minutes or so. And um, I like how he was wearing goggles. Yeah. Again, like with Tub Girl, eye protection is important. Uh, <laughs> do not watch. Uh, quoting on the official. It's, it's very interesting when you show me a shock thing where you're like, yeah, this is terrible. And, and I'm like, oh, that is that is most certainly foul. Right. I figured after some relatively tame ones that we had to bring up. We had to we had to get a little bit more of the edge back. We had to get the the actual <laughs> a shock part of the shock JPEG back. So what's your favorite part about this one? What was, what's the like the, the favorite? Your I favorite? think it's the puking at the end. <laughs> there's there's a bit where he's consumed a lot of loose diarrhea and then he pukes it back up. That's that to me is like, well, it's a circle of life. Uh, but also, Folk, the other- folks, I, I know this is a in, an oral medium, <laughs> but I am I, I am frowning about the hardest I've frowned in yeah, a while. Right I have now. not he's seen that face. This. Yeah. Um, just- <laughs> so 
the it used to be hosted on Shock Chan, of course, shockchan.com, one of the many shock sites. Lol Shock was another one. Shock Chan hosted it. Uh, this one, of course, do not watch. Their their text description, I thought, was the best part. Go for it. Occasionally, a shock video arrives that is just too gross for people to watch. This is one such video. They're not wrong. Do Not Watch is the video journal of a very unwell individual who treats a woman's ass as an enema shower for his face. If you are going to do this at home, note the correct safety goggles he wears. He is a professional. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny because I feel like I could sit through like <clears throat> Two Girls, One Cup or right. like squat dot, Swap dot AVI. Mm-hmm. But that's just, mm, that's just not my deal. That's a little too much. Well, I think part of it too is that like he does, he is not disgusted by the act. No, and I think it's the it's the the bit where he's. I felt you know, like if it were like women with with juice wiry asses like right. bullying him, I'd probably like it a lot more. Sure, but uh, he's he's enjoying it. And that and that disgusts me because why is he taking pride in this? And, I mean, again, it's a five minute video. There's points in the video where he you know stands up and shows it to the camera and says, "Yeah, baby," and like just he's having a he's having a ball. <laughs> he's enjoying it way too much. The long and short of it is that it's a lot of doo doo. There was a creepy pasta that somebody created based on it called Chomp, the story of the most disgusting video on the internet. But I have not been able to find a copy of this creepy pasta. It has since been deleted because, of course, someone describes the video in graphic detail for page after page of uh, what is essentially a you know an AO3 fanfic rewrite of this. Chomp dot avi, also known as do not watch org. Yeah, what a. What a time. 2011. Mid-period, right before we got our big explosion on Facebook and stuff. You know, it was a small enough video to where it could be watched on a phone screen in early, you know. Well, maybe not. I'm trying to think of, like, what what phone technology was in 2011. But principle I mean, of the people thing. had iPhones and all that, but, like, Facebook was very primitive, like, as far as, like, the app went and... Mm. Yeah, like it was not very smooth experience in some respects. No, and especially, I mean, most videos you would even see would be really short, you know, 30 seconds max. It'd be really yeah. kind of really bad resolution and it kind of looked like they were shot on something cheap and yeah. digitized and all that. And this definitely has a lot of those hallmarks. You know, it's super small It's, it's a, by modern standards. The fact that the five minutes, I think, is really what, does it for me as far as like the endurance part because you know the mcchicken one's 15 seconds you know the one <laughs> well i mean if you live you leave it looping be as long as you want to be you are never going to let me live that down are you you're yeah. just like talking about something i'm like uh, man can you can you say about the guy fucking the mcchicken like i i get i get it <laughs> the point has been made five minutes and the fact that it's not like the same 30 seconds repeated over that five minutes that's also like they took their time they had their you know there was... God, they had they had Sony Vegas fired up, some professional <laughs> wipes. I think it was Movie Maker, uh, Windows Movie Maker, because they had the real simple, you know, scrolling text and all that. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a work of, if not love, then something else approaching that. Because uh... perversion, I don't know. Well, yeah, but, you know, it, it reminds me of my favorite Kids in the Hall skit, Manny Coon. I don't give a shit what you do. Don't do it in my living room. Yeah. That's such as <laughs> I was born in a town that no longer exists. exists. Yeah. That feels real though, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think we are in dire need time of for a little, yeah. it's a little breath time. Yeah. So um so oddly, yeah. Great great time. Yeah. For guys that like guitar music. Woohoo. I like guitar music. So fucked up have a new record. Oh, yes they do. Yes they do. It's pretty good. 
Mm-hmm. I haven't got the I haven't had the time to sink my teeth into it, but I've enjoyed the couple listens I've given it. I feel like it it's interesting because it kind of hits the limitations of I think what fucked up can be. Yeah, but also kind of they use that as an excuse to kind of be a little experimental in the ways that I, I enjoy. They definitely stretched out a bit. Like I really felt like they learned a little bit from less savvy fav as far as like how to do some different things with a, with, mm-hmm. with that within their genre. It was kind of neat. Yeah. Damien's the guy's name. Yeah. Damien's I mean, he's just got like a really limited cadence, right? He's a nice dude. Like I've, I've, I've had the pleasure of photographing fucked up. Gosh, three times, I think two or three That's times. Amazing, and, yeah. um, Always really very sweet people, really great band. Robin Hatch, who uh, was the keyboard player on their most recent tour, who might be maybe he's on this record. Like, I think so. She follows me on Twitter, so I sh- I, part Robin. of why I, was like, I should probably do a little shout out because like uh, she's really cool, and everyone in that band's really fucking cool. Absolutely. So that record gets two thumbs up for me right for now sure. until I get burnt out. Uh, <laughs> King Tough, oh yeah, has a new record uh, yes, for do. for dudes that. Um, Love wearing battle vests and growing out beards. <laughs> Looking like like what if what if Zach Wild got really into like mud honey kind of vibe. But he came out with this record that is apparently about like growing up in kind of remote Vermont. Okay. Which uh is interesting. It's like kind of like a little bit early seventies folk rock, a little psychedelia in there, but um Okay. It's kind of kind of its own thing. It. I gave it one listen at work, and I'm like, "Oh, this is like a a soundtrack for a movie that came out in the '90s about um, a group of college freshmen at this college in New England <laughs> that's very remote." Yeah, and uh, they kind of just learn about some things about themselves, and I was like, "I really like the sort of movie where, like, uh, you know, like." The fucking bass player from Wilco played a bartender yeah. in the scene where one of the 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 uh, kids were following gets in a fight with a townie, you know, or something. Yeah, and you like, got like uh, a, an old veteran actor as a as an aged professor. You know, you got like a Dustin Hoffman showing up in there for like okay. ten minutes tops. Yeah, you know? that's all they could afford. They only to pay give him, him for one it. day. Yep, <laughs> and then, and for like one yeah, scene. And, you yeah. know, Danny, Danny DeVito does narration <laughs> or something. And it's like one of his early. I, I went to college. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's really weird because that's just like how I felt listening to it, and then like I I read a the pitchfork review and they're like oh that's kind of like the whole like yeah he grew up and i guess he's from vermont and like kind of a, a small okay. town and like it's about his childhood and some things like that and i was like huh i kind of nailed that yeah like, yeah I was kinda, that's great when you can get that yeah, yeah it's a great it's a great little record i enjoy it um so that's good um bass drum of death have a new record i have not heard that one it's okay yeah um that's how every single bass drum of death record has been i think since their second record yeah um not shitting on the dudes but I don't know what happened. Like they were just kind of like this weird, you know, uh, fat possum garage punk thing. Yeah. And I think that worked really well for the first two records. And then it was like they kind of like went to L.A. and tried to be like a band that was like the house band, the Rainbow Room or some shit. Yeah, it's weird. I don't get it. That being said, every every record they've released has had like a couple bangers on it. And this is no exception. There's a couple great songs on there I really like, and some songs are fine. But I my most of my issue is the production. Um, I believe it was produced by Patrick Carney from The Black Keys. Everything he's produced, I've kind of hated. He did part of that Black Lips record under the rainbow, and all the weakest songs production wise are his. 
I think people should stop giving him money. He's like the Sean Lynn of dudes that have track marks. Yowza! I mean, I'm I'm kind of talking out of my ass here, but it's like, but it's like you're not wrong though. I think the Black Lips have also done some very underwhelming music with Sean Lynn. So I don't know. Maybe there's a through line here. Yeah, maybe. If if uh, if Bass Drum and Death do a record with Sean Lynn, I'm going to fucking yeet myself (laughs) off a bridge. AJJ, our our good friends in AJJ, yeah, they have got, a, a little EP out called uh, "Disposable Everything." That was really cool. Yeah, those uh, some fun little songs. Baby, Baby Panda. Panda, that's the one. That, that that's a yeah. fun little song. I think really though, the standout is Dissonance. Oh yeah, what, um, what a tune. I was really really impressed with that song. I'm really looking forward to this record, which comes out in late May, actually mm-hmm. the day before my 37th birthday. Hey, I'm looking forward to it. They've performed a couple songs that are probably going to be on it during the last couple tours. In St. Louis, they play a song called Death Machine, mm. which I think is, as far as I know, not on anything else, so it's probably going to be on a new record. But Dissonance, I was like, oh, this is just like a fantastic, weird little song, and they kind of realize... I like, one of the things I like about AJJ is when, you, when they kind of stretch out a little bit from their normal territories... They kind of let you know that they know they're ripping off someone else. Okay. So, like, in the beginning of that song, there's, like, a dog barking, which is totally, like, something I imagine, like, the like the awful fucking grunge alternative music my mom made me listen to in the early 90s. Oh, it's literally been caught stealing. That's It opens with, yeah. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and it's got kind of, like, a Jane's Addiction vibe a little bit. Yeah. That, that, that immediately, as soon as you said it opens with a dog barking, I'm like, oh, yep, that's, that's yeah, been caught stealing. But I, I have a lot of affection for that song. Um, I hope the rest of the record is just as good. Same. Those three songs are pretty good, but that one in particular is like, <laughs> oh, this is this is three good songs, but also one of those songs is probably one of like probably the top five things they've ever done. Yeah, it was definitely surprising, considered it came sandwiched between you know the two very slow, like kind of heavier mid, tracks. Yeah, mid tempo. Um, yeah. Um, which is weird because Baby Panda apparently was a much slower song and they had left it on the cutting room floor and they kind of did like, what well, if we double time it? And Which, even double time, it's still like, are you sure this is double time? I'm looking at my watch here. It's yeah, like... <laughs> it must have been It must have been like a really slow song, Real like slow. Big Bird or something, like yeah. that kind of pace. Yeah, I'm really enjoying that. Also, um, New York City's The Men oh, have a new back. record out. I think it actually is called New York City or something along those lines. <laughs> it's good. Only city in the world. Got to have a slice. It's yeah, it's a uh, it's good record. I enjoy The Men. I don't always listen to them, but when I do, I'm like, oh, damn, these guys are solid. I photographed a KHX in studio they did one time on a Sunday. Oh, wow. That went out live, and, of course, the volunteer producer fucked up something and didn't actually record it. So I was like, it's one of those things realizing, like, oh, I I got to see this acoustic in studio that does not exist. There's no record, yeah. There's no record of it other than the fact that, like, I took foes and some other things happened. That's wild, yeah. That's cool. They got a nice nice little record out there uh, that's enjoyable. It's a little bit faster paced, a little bit... A little bit more uh, raw than I expected from the men, but uh, it's good. It's uh, so it also gives gets my seal of approval. I think when you're in a band like that, being able to let go of some of the more fussy arrangements is probably a good thing. I think that's why I felt about the new Spoon album. It, it definitely it felt like Britt was kind of letting some of that stuff go because yeah. even though there's some like um, there's a there's a track on it, uh, hardest cut. Yeah, is very tightly arranged and all that, 
But even so, like when he's singing it, it definitely feels like he's kind of laying back a bit, you know. And that's that's good because I always felt like they're a good band, hamstrung by their own ambition and or you know technical precision. Yeah. And if you just loosen up a little bit, you, let, you know, you'd be a little looser. Yeah. And, and for sure enough, uh, "Devil on the Sofa," real real good spoon record. Finished "Peacemaker." Uh, looking for a new show. Found a lovely little delight by the crew who made Veep called Avenue 5. Wonderful little sci-fi tale. Hugh Laurie, and you got uh, uh-huh. uh, Jonah, not Jonah Hill. Is it Jonah Hill? It, it, is it, is like Jonah the guy, Hill. it is like the guy you get when like the Jonah Hill impersonator of indeterminate <laughs> ethnicity is Josh not available. Josh Gad, it's Josh Gad. It is Josh Gad. Okay, I was I was right. Yeah, so it's, it's Josh Gad doing a Jonah Hill impression. Uh, Hugh Laurie is in there. You got Zach Woods, of course, from uh, Silicon Valley and from The Office. You got some more Office um, reunion bits there. Some great small roles. I'm glad that I have worked so hard to erase any memory of The Office it's from right. my brain. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> there's like five episodes that are good. I think the only thing worth remembering is the fucking cold open with the the fire alarm. Yes, yes. The, that one, because that one led to the excellent uh, bit with the, the CPR dummy mm-hmm. where Dwight says he's going to harvest the organs. That, that led to a whole brilliant episode. Um, but yeah, so this crew, very different crew, is the same group that made Veep, mm-hmm. another great... Uh, wordy quippy wordplay comedy but this one's set on a spaceship so it's got my two favorite things sci-fi and comedy can't go wrong uh love it there's a lot of shit jokes which is great i love again we talked about this all the time i love the poopoo doo-doo on the show and i also love the poopoo doo-doo just as a great joke uh because there's a bit in the show where well the only only way we're going to keep ourselves safe from solar radiation is that we cycle all the waste around the ship to protect ourselves. Well, one of the poop tubes springs a leak, and so the captain has to go out and, and fix it. Well, now the ship is so big that it creates its own orbit, so now there's an orbiting circle of human shit mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> circling the ship. And every scene afterwards there where you have a window, there is just this <laughs> looping shit. Amazing. <laughs> it is. I've seen the first season. I think yeah. we watched that during the early days of the pandemic. Great stuff. The season two summer. did just come out recently ish. Yeah, um, they've done a really great job of promoting it because we don't care. Um, <laughs> I might get around to watching it. It's I remember the first shot. season was pretty funny. It had some good bits. It kind of ended in a weird way. It was like one of those things where, like, oh, wow, this is going to really suck if this doesn't get picked up for a second season. Mm. If this is how you decide to end the first season. Yeah, they definitely, they really hooked pretty hard with the sequel bait there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I remember enjoying it. And yeah. uh, I, I, I guess I'll give season two a shot. A, a big thing that I always appreciate is, is a British actor doing both accents. Because, you know, Hugh Laurie for years did the American accent on House. Mm-hmm. And then for this one, the first couple episodes, he's straight doing the American accent. And then he's found out that he's actually British. And so he keeps slipping between the two. <laughs> to me, that creates this great tension in the, in the show as well. Um, another weird one, uh, not a TV show, but a movie that I picked up over the weekend. The Estate. Huh. Have you heard of this movie? I have not. Nobody no. has heard of this fucking movie. Now, it kind of came and went. I don't know why. It was a weird, I guess it's just like it's an old style comedy, but it came out last year. Anna Faris, Kathleen Turner, Tony Collette, David Duchovny, Ron Livingston, Rosemary DeWitt. Small cast, but heavy hitters all of them. Even Kathleen mm-hmm. Turner, she does most of her acting from a sickbed, but she's great at it. 
it, it's a very hackneyed old story too. You know, an, an old dying aunt is is dying, and and all the the relatives come and try to get in her good graces, so she'll write them into their will. It's a very. I mean, it's you've seen it. You've yeah, seen. Yeah, it's pretty well tried. But what makes it interesting is a. Tony Collette playing in a comedy because you know I'm used to seeing her in dramas and all that, and like, yeah. even though she did that great television series United States of Terror where she proved she's very funny. Uh, you don't really see her in comedies. Yeah, you see her in horror movies, you see her in dramas, but this was nice. Anna Ferris still has it, um, has for a long time, but like I guess people felt like she aged out of certain roles or whatever. It's just David Duchovny looks like shit in the movie. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know if that's actually how he looks now, but he had, in the movie he has this really dark tan and an awful bit of facial hair, and he just looks terrible. It's like dog shit. He, he kind of does. He looks like ripped torn before he died. He looks like modern day Clive Barker. He's just Ooh. he's just he's got too much sun and he's got the facial hair. Uh, but <laughs> but even so, and it was nice to see Ron Livingston in a movie. I haven't seen him in a movie since Office Space, I don't think. And uh, but you know, it's not it's not going to win any awards. You know, IMDb sitting at a five point three. You know, you're, it's not. You know what you're getting. You know what you're getting. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a small cast movie. It's I only recommend it just because like they don't really make a lot of these anymore. You used to get one of those every weekend. Yeah. And now you just get maybe one you maybe one a year. Yeah. Um, speaking of. Uh... Funny haha movies. Yes, I uh, love funny haha. My girlfriend decided to uh, enrich me with some of her favorites. Oh, so she showed me two over the mm. weekend. First one was uh, Drowning Mona. Oh wow, Danny DeVito! What a classic. What a mean movie. Oh yeah, it, it, I love. I love that. I love that. There's a certain type of like late aughts movie making that's just so bitter cruel so yeah. cruel and it's like and, and this is the whole moral of the movie is that if it's okay to do immoral and terrible things <laughs> if you do them the people that deserve it an interesting cast some the the thing where there's such terrible acting that it actually comes around to being good right because it almost comes off as like they're intentionally because like was it like movie? matt damon's brother yeah <laughs> Uh, uh, Casey Affleck. It was Ben Affleck's Affleck. brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like, just like, what if you took Johnny Depp from Crybaby yeah. and gave him <laughs> yeah. a lobotomy? Because they even had uh, Will Ferrell in a small role there. That was probably when Will when Will Ferrell was peak. My whole career is just me yelling through my lines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just a really transparent. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, it was what? like, what if Hitler was bad? Yeah. What? What people didn't seen... like Hitler? Well, check this out. What if Hitler and, and Sammy Davis Jr. got into the machine from the fly? And yeah. instead of the fly, it's Hitler Davis Jr. <laughs> and it just goes on for yeah, 20 minutes. It's, it's, he doesn't cut at all. No. But, uh, God, Jamie Lee Curtis has a great role in the that. The mullet? <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> William Fichtner. What an underrated character actor that guy is. Uh, yeah. He's, uh, of course, DeVito himself has a larger role in the movie. Bette Midler, who he worked be- with before on Ruthless People and Other People's Money. Yeah. Uh, really just, what a nice reunion what, for what, It's just such an amazingly, like for a, a aesthetically a very bright movie where yeah. everyone's driving fucking Yugos. Yeah. Well, because that's a, that's a central gag of the movie is that they were, they were a town where the Yugo was like doing a test 
thing mm-hmm. and they, so everyone in the town had one so now it's like 20 years later no one services them anymore they're all kind of shitty yeah <laughs> not that they were probably that great to begin with it's just such an amazingly shiny but bitter it's like it's like smiling someone's smiling through their teeth yes as they like fucking put arsenic in your fucking soup the other movie that d showed me was uh drop dead gorgeous oh wow that's another one yeah it's like two movies that like i hadn't thought about forever and uh i'd never seen before i like i remember i vaguely remember drying moment when it came out but Mm. like it just wasn't funny haha fart movie so i wasn't super interested at that age or the age that I was when it came out, but I was like uh, very. Imp- I mean, these are both two movies that seem to be written by people that have a real deep bone to pick with where they grew up. Yes. Oh, yes. Especially God. The Drop Dead uh, Gorgeous is like is probably one of the biggest like nuke the cornfields movies ever well, made. And I mean, if you look back now, the the cast again stacked: Kirsten Dunst, Denise Richards, Ellen Barkin, Allison Janney, Kirstie Alley, Mindy Sterling, Amy, a young Amy Adams, Amy Adams, a young Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy's great. Oh yeah, she's got like ten lines, and <laughs> and they're all bangers. <laughs> Every line they gave her. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's it's interesting because like in the ways that movie could be bitter, it isn't like the girls don't yeah, all the hate each other. Yeah, but they do hate Denise Richards. Right. And there's like the third act's a little limp, but still. that's a sign of the times. I think, yeah, it's, it's third acts, late mid to late nineties. You can always guarantee that a movie's going to fall apart by the end. But by then, like even like a, a election, you know, still has yeah, like a, eh, it's, a, it's a biting satire. By the end of the movie, it kind of falls apart. Yeah, same kind of thing happens here. But it's still just such a sharp movie that I, I forgive it a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a fucking blast. But I'm also kind of like sitting there laughing my ass off looking at my, looking at my girlfriend just being like, gosh, what, a, what two incredibly dark comedies yeah. that like you have brought to me. Like, like goddamn, all right. I don't think I've seen anything else by the director of, of Drop Dead Gorgeous. Uh, Michael Patrick John. He hasn't really done anything. Yeah, because I'm looking through here and I'm, I'm not really. I mean, let's go to prison. But he only wrote that. He was a TV director, and that's where he kind of got his start. He was he was directing episodes of The State, okay. which I, I I think kind of informs some of those visually funny moments in Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yeah, like why I mean, they well, work. Drop Dead. I mean, unfortunately, you know, spoiler. Some of the funniest parts in Drop Dead Gorgeous are at the expense of a mentally disabled man. There is that who yes. is played perfectly. Yeah, I mean, the, the, there are some things that were dated. <laughs> that do not age well, but you like, but you're just like, you know what? Let me just have a little taste of that humor. Right, because I mean, you know, it's not, it's not bad. But I'm looking through here, and yeah, it looks like most of what he's done lately has been TV. Yeah, uh, the the great series Atypical. He directed two episodes of Crazy Ex Girlfriends. Kind of tells you where he's throwing his, sure. his head in now, but uh, kind of got a little taste of that uh, ABC money. But <laughs> can't blame him. No, and, uh, I mean, the writer uh, she like had worked on The Simpsons. Yes, and hasn't yeah. really done too much else. Let me try to find that because that was Lona Williams, and she. Um, I think one else. Yeah, Shark Tale, uh, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, which was a decent movie, uh, and then a couple episodes of the Drew Carey Show. That's really all we've got as far as like stuff you would think to yeah. look for. Um, it is kind of a shame, and this happens. Someone will write because I read this bit about the guy who wrote Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day was a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. It was about the guy who wrote Groundhog Day. 
And he wrote what is quite possibly one of the best comedies of that time period. Mm-hmm. Just hands down. Groundhog Day is fantastic. Every year I watch it, and every year I find something new to laugh at. Um, what makes it even more interesting is living in the Midwest is that it was filmed not in in Philadelphia, but it was filmed in a little town just north of Chicago, and they still have some of the sets that, that uh, the, the production crew built for Groundhog Day still standing in their town square. Gobbler's Knob was just constructed in the town square on this little Illinois town. Amazing. Because they didn't want to go too far from Chicago because that's where all the... Anyway. Soundstage and everything is. Yeah. All that, yeah. So <laughs> I have a, like a, a weird connection to that movie. But also like the guy who wrote it, he didn't really write anything else. Yeah. Like, he wrote you know a very sharp, very perfect comedy... And then just kind of went, well, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's lots of people that per writer's union or something like that yeah. rules, like so many, like particularly like with The Simpsons, so many episodes per season had to be a freelance script. Right. That, you know, that the that the guys in the, in the writer's room would punch up and like, you know, tease some more out of. But, you know, there's some guys that wrote one-off scripts for The Simpsons and like, you know, pretty solid episodes, you know, memorable jokes and all that. And then like, did like Ally McBeal, right? And that was it. Yeah, they'll they'll do like a spec for something, and then they kind of went, "Well, I got this." You know, and they yeah, they did something else. It happens a lot, actually. It's like some of these movies, because it wasn't really until Clerks or something where you could continue to have a string of those. Yeah, you know, like for a long time, if you wrote a comedy and it did well, I'm trying to think of what other examples I have, but like House Dro- Party, Drop Dead Gorgeous, or yeah, House Party. Church, or... I mean, there's uh, Ace Ventura. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Adam's they wrote family. A, they wrote a second one of that, and and you know some of those people. Are we talking about ones that didn't go on to a second one, or ones that? <clears throat> did? I'm just thinking about like those writers from that who really didn't do much else. Oh, you know, like. Well, I mean, we can say that Kevin Smith has been basically fucking the same chicken for twenty odd years, with one exception, and I will give it to him for this one. It was Red State. If you've not seen Red State, I highly recommend it. it it's Kevin Smith does a horror movie, but he plays it hundred percent straight. It's extremely it's very terrifying in the middle in the middle third there it's and john goodman's great in it anyway i um, i guess i'll have to take a look at this movie that i have no recollection of ever yeah it kind of came and went for some reason i don't know i guess it's because people thought oh it's going to be a dick and fart joke movie but it turned into like this movie about religious fundamentalism and how scary it is and how it it, very interesting very prescient Uh, yeah um, but yeah, th- he did that, and then he was like, "Well, that didn't do well." Back to dick and fart jokes. <laughs> yeah, he's he's well, he'll go out and like branch out for like a movie or two, right? And like Zach and Mary didn't really. Oh, find I loved an Zach and Mary though. So Zach good. and Mary didn't really find audience. Yoga Hoosiers didn't find audience. Yeah, Tusk had some success, but it definitely is like he tries to go out there. He did the fucking sad clown movie. Yeah, where uh, fucking the clown guy gets raped. That was an early, early movie. That was vulgar. But vulgar, jeez, like, yeah. yeah. But it's like, I mean, there's a couple directors I, I feel if I sat here and thought about that definitely like tried to like go do something different and then went just back to okay, this is what this is the garbage you want. Yeah, like I I feel like uh, Robert Rodriguez did that a yeah. little bit. Like he's he's done some interesting stuff, but yeah, for the most part, he's like, well, you want you want guns and tits? Fine, I'll I'll do another guns and tits. Sell movie. Selma Hayek, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> Selma Hayek, uh, Johnny Depp. I'll play the Johnny hits. Johnny Depp, Selma Hayek. <laughs> I'll play the hits. Fine. Benicio del Toro. I'll play the hits. It's you know whatever. I wish I knew more about him so I could make some riff that he's just like he's 
Fabergé egg collection or something. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, there's really not much. The world's that. biggest collection of Howdy Doody dolls or something. <laughs> that Wasn't that David Lynch? <laughs> no. David Lynch is Woody Woodpecker. Woody Woodpecker. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. What a, what a kook. You want to know something really funny? What's that? The only David Lynch movie I've ever seen is uh, Dune. It's not a bad one. If you, I, yeah. I, I, the, I will let me uh, rephrase it. I've I've fast forwarded through most of Mulholland Drive to see the <laughs> lesbian scene. Yeah, sure. Who hasn't? This is before DVDs had chapters. Yep. Yeah. Uh, if you if you want to start with Lynch, I would definitely recommend Blue Velvet or Lost Highway. If you're gonna if you're gonna do one of those, those are probably the most accessible as far as like stuff because. Boy, don't start with Inland Empire. It's a three-hour nightmare, and it actually brings me to my last thing that I wanted to bring up for the Breathmen today, and there's a movie called Skinamarink. Brian, have you heard of Skinamarink? Yeah, everyone's uh, saying that, uh, wow, I uh, I thought it was a fart, but then I Skinamarinked myself. <laughs> everyone's got Skinamarink fever, Brian. They all I've heard about this. this. Movie. I've heard about this. I've read about this. It's apparently, apparently the movie to see right now, it's got people divided. I am firmly in the camp of I get what you're doing, but I don't care for it. I I saw someone talk about how much they did not like it, and mm-hmm. then they posted a gif that was just two frames, and nothing happened between the two frames. And I'm like, oh, I, is oh, is this like uh, is this like paranormal activity, but like on a, on a liar budget? Yeah, I mean, it's shot. They shot all digital, right? Mm-hmm. Which is which is de rigueur. That's what you do. And they did a lot of these odd shots where it's you never really see any of the main characters Mm -hmm. in full frame you'll see like a hand or you'll you'll hear their voice off screen or and it's just it's movie making by obfuscation you're removing the audience from the image that you're showing them and to me that really only works if you have something to ground it in unfortunately the whole movie is structured like a bad dream. This is where I get the Lynch thing going because it, it, Lynch's movies, especially stuff like Inland Empire or, or even some sections of Mulholland Drive, they have a dream-like quality to them. They're they're they don't necessarily make logical sense, but there is a certain inner workings that have their own logic. Mm-hmm. Skin and unfortunately, does not adhere to any of that. It does follow a linear story from A to B, but unfortunately, the way it does it is so fractured and abstract that it could not hold my attention, which says a lot. I have been on record as saying I will watch any movie. Yeah. I turned this off about halfway through when I realized it ain't getting any better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a whole f- a faux like uh, film grain laid on top of it, which makes every image even more distorted than it already is. The lighting is very naturalistic and very soft. There's uh, ambient sound that's supposed to be disorienting. Like, I get what they're doing. I understand what's supposed to be happening and how it's supposed to be creating this fear response in me. And what it's doing instead is putting my ass to sleep. So I do not recommend Skinamarink. Skinamarink? More like Skinamadown! Skinamarink? More like Cinema Stink! Uh, Greg Turkington, call me. I just wrote a free joke for you. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) this is about the time of the show where we give out our our contact info for for people to call us. Harass us and set us up for bombing (laughs) UNESCO sites and getting the 
uh, earthquake machine in Turkey or Hungary or wherever it was. One of those countries where people do MMA uh, after they get kicked out of like a fascist group. We're gonna go in there, and uh, yeah. Wow, the, I got kicked out of the Golden Dawn, so I guess I'll like fight dudes at a Chevy dealership <laughs> or whatever is the equivalent of that in Isn't those the plot countries. To a Yakuza game, anyway. We're gonna tell you where to get a hold of us, Brian. You want to start us off today? Uh, yeah, uh, you can find me on the internet at uh, I shot G D Board I S H O T G U I D B O R D. On the Twitter and Instagram, and I'm sure a couple other places. If you want to check out my photo portfolio, it's assholemusicphotographer.com. And maybe, hey, just maybe fucking amusicphotographer.com will be up and running, and I'll be writing about stuff and talking about photos new and old. I, for one, am excited for that. It's I been a very... fucking nightmare. Yeah. Like, I am not the technical person. Like, my brother, smart guy. He's probably sat in on meetings that have changed the path of the internet. And, like, I've worked for people that were very much into hyper-exploiting me and found out, oh, my brother worked at Google. Well, maybe you can, like, like build a website for my shitty fair trade business right. for minimum wage and stuff like that. I'm like, no, I just want to sit at the counter because that's all you pay me to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, and them finding out that, like, yeah, just because my brother's smart like that doesn't mean I am. And you deserve every bit of failure this project brings to you. Woo! So amusicphotographer.com. Amusicphotographer.com. Yeah, yes. Uh, yes, I am not. The, well, it's a very, very long and bitter way to say I am not as smart as my brother when it comes to the computer. So if you're looking to send me various things, I accept, you know, uh, Bitcoin. You can send me uh, recipes for your favorite soup. You can do that on Twitter at VideoCrime, V-I-D-E-O-C-R-I-M-E. You can find me on co-host Hive, Mastodon, etc., all under that same name. If you see a video crime online, chances are it's me. And if it's not, let me know. Shoot us an email, 48minutesofdogsbarking at gmail.com. And you can also give us a call, 314-246-9766. That spells out 314-AHOY-POO if you like to spell with your telephone. And I believe we are also on Twitter as 48minutesofdogs. And you can support the show. Any amount helps. It's patreon.com slash four eight minutes of dogs we love and respect you and watch your money yeah and don't forget <laughs> folks don't forget folks this week we are going to be doing a special twitch stream of the wizard game <laughs> where uh it was really Not, interesting no. i was doing i was doing a dry run this morning before work and i thought it was really weird before you, the sorting hat no. lets you get into your own your house you have to type out the words that's just a man in the dress i thought that was really weird I thought that was really fucked up. Um, I didn't really like it. You have to tell the sorting hat your favorite slurs. And <laughs> it, the game looks like shit. It does. It, it looks, looks really bad. And it turns out it's just like a really bad Destiny clone, which yeah. is every bad licensed game yeah. now. It's like it's worse than Anthem. God, so, I, I mean, it's worse than playing Destiny. I, don't, I, I, I tried playing. Yeah. I know we're ending this, but I did fire up Destiny for my like the two or three times I do every year. Yeah. And like, I'm just like, I used to love this game so much. The games as a service thing is a crock of shit. I hate that. Make all this beautiful content, but don't lock it behind like obtuse objectives or like, Oh, you're only going like for the Mountain Dew summer (sighs) shit. Like, you know, like leave that shit in Fortnite. Don't put it in my weird lore deep fucking sci-fi pew pew game. 
All right. Well, All as right. we always say at this time, namaste, motherfucker, and good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.